It's time to go under the hood with the Indy Fuel. Welcome to another edition of the Under the Hood podcast, the official podcast of the Indy Fuel. I am the broadcast voice of the Fuel, Andrew Smith. We are getting down to the last third of the regular season, and for the Indy Fuel, it's going to be a lot of home cooking. 24 games remain in the 2021-22 season as we record this. 15 of them will be at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum, including 12 of the last 18 contests. It's been a while since we've had a podcast, but the Fuel have been on the road for most of the month of February, and are coming back from a two-game road trip in Orlando where they took three out of a possible four points. And the Fuel, in their last five road games, are three, one, and one. And now looking to continue their magic on home ice where they have won 12 games so far against eight losses and one overtime loss. On this edition of Under the Hood, we're going to bring you a couple of interviews with Griff Jeska and Riley McKay, members of the Indy Fuel that we did from previous contests. And so looking forward to bringing those to you. But first, let's take a quick peek at what the Fuel are doing right now. As we mentioned last weekend, took three out of a possible four points in Orlando. On Friday night, they knocked off the Solar Bears 4-1. to one. That was February 18th. And the Fuel's first trip to Orlando in quite a while, and it was really a good, complete game. The Fuel outshot the Solar Bears 38-18. to Seamus Malone scored in the second period early to get things going. And then Bryson Martin and Jan Mondot added goals in the third. Jared Thomas had a late empty netter as well after Orlando drew within two at 3-1. to And so it's... A good win for the Fuel. And then on Saturday night, Justin Kappelmaster had the shutout. But unfortunately, so did Orlando's Brad Barone. They went to a shootout. Orlando was able to win the shootout in two rounds. So the Fuel dropped that game one to nothing. But Justin Kappelmaster becomes the fourth Fuel goaltender to post a shutout this season, joining Michael Lackey, Mitch Gillum, and Kale Morris, who have also blanked opponents this year. That's a heck of a feat, and it's the most goaltenders to post a shutout in a season for the Fuel. They've had a number of years where they've had three different goaltenders post a shutout. Matter of fact, they've done that now three years in a row, but now four different goaltenders with shutouts on the year. Really an impressive run for this Fuel team. And they're going to need to get on an impressive run because... Everybody in the division right now is really good, playing some really good hockey, and they're taking advantage of their opportunities to make some moves when they're playing non-division teams. And so the Fuel right now are on the outside looking in as far as clenching a playoff spot in the Central Division. But with most of the remaining schedule at home, now is a good time to make a move. One thing we've seen as well is head coach Doug Christensen has made a number of moves this last couple of weeks. Number one, they traded Mike Lee to the Kansas City Mavericks for center Brian Lemos, as well as future considerations. Also, Keegan Iverson and Ryan Zulsdorf were traded to the Rapid City Rush for Ryan Valentini, who has 23 points in 20 games this season. And defenseman Christian Evers, 
who has 10 assists in 44 games for the rush. Another left shot defenseman. He's a rookie from the University of Vermont, who's also played a game in the American Hockey League this season. So the fuel retooling the roster a little bit. As we move forward, also Joe Widmar was received from the Greenville Swamp Rabbits, and that was actually a three-way deal as he came from Iowa via Greenville. That completed the trade for Diego Cuglietta earlier this season. So needless to say, Doug Christensen making some moves, kind of shaking the roster up a little bit, and those moves, at least at first, paid off last week with three out of a possible four points in Orlando, and we'll see how that plays out going forward, especially as they've kind of deepened the defense core again, getting a guy like a Christian Evers, as well as bolstering their forward lines. Ryan Valentini is a point of game scorer. Joe Widmar brings a lot of speed into the lineup. So needless to say, it's going to be a little bit of a different look for this fuel squad. Looking ahead, it's a Three game in three day week for the fuel on Thursday, the 24th. It's a morning face off, 1030 a.m. The Kalamazoo Wings are in town. It's education day. We'll have thousands of kids in the building enjoying field trips from their respective schools on Thursday. And then Friday night, hockey for Indy night as the Reading Royals make their first visit to the Indiana Farmers Coliseum since the 2014-15 season. Reading right now leading the North Division standings. On Saturday night, it'll be the only visit from the Wichita Thunder this season, and it will be racing night. The Fuel will wear specialty uniforms that look like racing uniforms, and we're looking forward to racing night. We'll have a number of special guests from throughout the auto racing world and celebrating the Circle City's great history with auto racing and the great connections that we have with so many major race teams located here in central Indiana. Our first guest on Under the Hood is Indy Fuel forward Griff Jeska. Griff came to the Fuel from the Southern Professional Hockey League. Matter of fact, he started the year with the Fuel as part of their training camp, but was released, played a little bit in the Southern Professional Hockey League, played a game in Orlando, and then as players got called up to the American Hockey League around Christmas, he was called back up to the Fuel, and he has nine points in 22 games and has been a really good depth forward for the Fuel playing on a really difficult-to-play-against third line a lot and has killed penalties and has performed in a lot of different roles, taking a lot of key face-offs as well. So here is our conversation with Indy Fuel forward Griff Jeska. And Griff, uh, first of all, welcome back to Indy. Uh, you're here for training camp and um, have really come back and been a mainstay in the lineup since joining the team right after Christmas. What's that been like for you to come back from the Christmas break, join a new team, and be able to contribute as much as you have over the last month? Uh, I mean, it's been a whirlwind, uh, to be honest. I mean, getting here, we've been playing a lot of games. It's been a very busy schedule, but I mean, it's, I've just been having the mindset, just take advantage of every opportunity given. And, uh, it's been a lot of fun so far and the guys on the team have welcomed me back and with open arms. So it's been a great experience so far. And how special was it that first game, uh, on boxing day up in Fort Wayne, you're able to score a goal and, and be able to contribute right away. 
Yeah, it felt really good. I mean, it was <laughs> like my whole mindset uh, when I finally scored that was like, it's about time, you know, finally get the, the monkey off my back. So, yeah, it felt really great. And as well, when you join a new team, is it you get a chance to contribute like that right away? You mentioned the monkey off your back, but is it also just kind of a, a sense of settling things down and saying, hey, I can really fit in and, and prove that I can contribute at this level? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think, uh, I don't know if that, uh, feeling necessarily hit me right away during that game. Like my whole mindset was just, uh, be a good defensive center and, you know, uh, help with some offense if I can, but otherwise just help the team get some, some energy. And it took a few games to realize like, yeah, I can, you know, I can play this level and I can help this team out for sure. So. A couple days later, you go outdoors in Toledo. I believe you're the only guy on the roster who had played in an outdoor game previous to, uh, to, to this year. What was that like to get that opportunity to be a part of that? And did you draw a little bit on your experiences from having played at Frozen Fenway in college? Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, I believe that was my third time playing in an outdoor game and, I mean, to be honest, they're all the same. You know, it's it's a lot of lucky bounces. The puck is all over the place. You know, it's not a very good passing game, so you really need to rely on just simple hockey. And you know, it was uh, it was a tough outcome, obviously, against that Toledo game. But you know, it's still a great experience. Every time you you get to play an outdoor game and you just have to realize not a lot of people get to do that. So it was, it was a great experience. And, and as, as well, you know, coming from that, you've continued to find ways to, to chip in offensively and defensively, but it seems like your line, whether you've been skating with CJ and Andrew or with uh, Keegan has really found an identity of being really hard to play against. You know, how much pride do you take in that? Oh yeah, definitely. For sure. I mean, I pride, or personally for me, I pride myself in being a two-way center. So, like, I feel like when you're playing good defense as well as good offense, obviously it is, it's hard to play against that. So I definitely take a lot of pride in that. And I know for sure, yeah, my other three linemates do for sure. So, Describe what this year has been like for you. You were in training camp with the Fuel and then uh, went to the SPHL and really had some good numbers in Pensacola before you were able to return here to India. What's that been like for you to uh, to to have the the success you had in the SPHL and earn yourself the call up? Um, I just you know I think uh, playing in the, uh, the SPHL for Pensacola really helped me get my offensive instincts back into my game. Cause I think, uh, over the past like few seasons and then COVID hitting, you know, uh, you really lose a lot of those offensive instincts and your confidence. And, you know, I think it helped me get those back and really develop my like scoring touch back again too. So, and I mean, my experience down there was nothing but great. You know, the coach was great. All the guys on the team were awesome. So it was extremely fun. And then making the transition to this team and it's the same thing here. Like I love the, I love everything about Indy here, the coaching staff, like the players on the team, like everybody's been great so far. How tough was it to 
be released back to the SPHL at the end of training camp. And did did Doug give you any advice or tell you anything that might indicate that you might have an opportunity to come back? And I know you played a little bit in Orlando as well, but uh, have the opportunity to come back to Indy? Um, he didn't necessarily say um, there would be another opportunity to come back necessarily, but I mean, there was just so many uh, guys getting called down. It was just it wasn't the right fit for me at the time. And coach saw that and he just said, Griff, you know, the bottom line is you need to play, you need to develop your game. So I think this would be the best decision for you right now. And I completely agreed with him. So what was last year? Like you got it in a few games in Tulsa, but uh, obviously just finding spots to play was so difficult, but uh, dealing with the pandemic as well. And, and the number of teams that w- was playing was so much smaller. What was it like for you? And, and how did you handle last year? Uh, I mean, I just tried to handle it just like everyone else. Obviously it was extremely frustrating, but you know, Luckily, I, I got to play some hockey and, you know, you just have to be grateful for uh, what you had because I know there was a lot of guys in this league that didn't even get the chance to play any hockey. So I was just grateful for what I got last year. What's been your favorite thing about Indy so far? Uh, that's a great question. Um, I haven't really got a chance to really, like, get to know the city too well. So I definitely need to get on that, but I'd probably say just uh, the guys in the locker room. I mean, I, I love everybody on this team. It's been, been a great experience so far. As you grew up in Wisconsin, obviously great hockey state, just take us through your path of how you picked up the game and, uh, and your path to eventually going out to the East Coast and playing collegiately both at UMass and then later at Merrimack? Yeah, so uh, I grew up playing AAA for the Milwaukee Junior Admirals organization, and a lot of the I had a lot of great coaches. A lot of them were ex-Wisconsin Badger hockey players. So, I mean, I really had a lot of coaches that helped me develop into a good player. And... um. Uh, by the time I got to high school, I, um, I played for my high school team and then I did before and after high school season with Team Wisconsin, which uh, eventually gave me an opportunity to play three years in the North American League and then, which eventually got me a commitment with, uh, University of Massachusetts and Amherst. And, and I know you didn't finish there, but, you were part of that program's rise from what it had been to being the national power that it, that it was. Do you take a little bit of pride in that, in having set the table for uh, for where they are today? Uh, yeah, I take a little pride from that. I mean, you know, I there was definitely no hard feelings in me leaving with the coaching staff or anything like that. And I still have a lot of friends that play in that program and, you know, like, one of my roommates uh, won the national championship and he's one of my really close friends. So I was really proud of him for that. And, you know, it's, I learned a lot of, a lot of great things from that coaching staff, you know, so I still use a lot of things I learned from that program today. So I still owe a lot of things from that team, the players, the coaching staff, everything. So, 
and describe the two years you had at Merrimack as well and, and how that helped set the table for you as a pro? Um, it was a little more frustrating, I would say, cause, you know, it's, there was a lot of expectations after coming from a redshirt season and then battling some like groin injuries and stuff like that. So, but, you know, it's just a lot of lessons to be learned, I would say, especially just working with adversity. Definitely. What brought you out to the East Coast being uh, somebody f- from the Midwest here and, and having the opportunity to play out there? Uh, honestly, I, uh, I've i been to Boston a few times before just from like uh, youth like tournaments and stuff. And like I always loved Boston. My, my family was always a big fan of going to, to Boston and stuff like that. So uh, we were pretty familiar with like the area and – yeah, it's just uh it's just a really cool area. You know, I can't say enough good things about it to be honest with you. Now, what are your goals for the rest of the year here in Indy? Uh to just be a mainstay in the lineup every night, help the team win and hopefully we can really do some damage, like get a playoff spot and just keep going from there. Hopefully we can do some damage. That was our first guest, Griff Jessica, the second has become a fan favorite very quickly in his time with the Fuel, and that's Riley McKay. Riley is in his second season in the Blackhawks organization. He signed with the Rockford Icehogs last year, started the year at Indy, and then played the entire rest of the year with the Icehogs in the American Hockey League. This year he spent most of the season with the Fuel and has become not just a guy who's going to drop the gloves. He currently ranks second in the ECHL with 146 penalty minutes, but also your quintessential power forward. He has 10 goals and 18 points through 37 games, so right on a pace to score 20 goals this season if he played a full 72 games. And obviously there have been a handful of call-ups to the AHL in that time frame, but... He has been a really solid addition to the fuel, and he can play anywhere in the lineup. He can play on the top line, where he has been a lot with Jared Thomas and Spencer Watson. He can play in a depth line checking role. Whatever is needed, he is able to do and has really made himself a fan favorite very quickly. Here is our conversation with Indy Fuel forward Riley McKay. Describe how your year has gone, especially recently here as you've been – Playing some really good hockey here with the fuel. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think I've had a good year so far. I mean, uh, as a team, uh, I think our record doesn't show uh, really how good of a team we are. I think we've kind of uh, had a few lapses in the year, but I mean, we've also played some really good hockey. And uh, but uh, no, I mean, it's been a it's been a really good year here in Indy. I mean, I enjoy playing here and been up and down with Rockford a little bit. But uh, no, I'm just. It's been a fun year. Uh, you mentioned that you've been uh, you've been up and down the last couple of years. You started your pro career here in Indy last year at the start of the season, and then played uh, the rest of the year in Rockford. What was that year like? Especially playing in the AHL and smaller buildings and in front of no fans, it was a little bit of a different experience. But what was that like for you as your uh, as your rookie season? Yeah, I mean, obviously it was a little bit different. Uh, I think. Uh, our team there in Rockford, I think we're the only team in the NHL that didn't get a positive test last year. So we, uh, took it pretty serious and, uh, 
I remember playing my uh, first NHL game in uh, Chicago Wolves practice arena with no fans. So uh, it was a little bit different, and especially for uh, my type of game and whatnot, I like playing with a kind of a loud atmosphere and a lot of fans. So obviously it was different, but uh, this year this year it's been neat uh, going around and being able to play different pro teams and seeing their their ranks and uh, what kind of what kind of fans they have. What has it been like? What's kind of the transition between the ECHL and the American League? Is there a different style or is it really um, just a fact that you've, you're just kind of moving from one level to another? Yeah, obviously there's another step uh, when you're up in the AHL. I mean, things are just, uh, a bit quicker, faster. Uh, I think it's a little bit more structured hockey, but uh, I mean, I think the, the East Coast is a development that you're ready for uh, to get you ready to play in the NHL. Uh, the year you've had here in India, especially recently, I know you've had points in four straight games, but have you really been working on developing that power forward type game that you've been playing here recently? Yeah, I, I mean, I just try to play a solid, game, a solid, consistent game. Uh, play fast, get in on the forecheck and backcheck, and uh, I mean, try to create create some uh scoring chances for my line mates and uh if the points come then they come with that too but uh, i mean i've been playing with some good players and uh it's uh, nice that the pucks have been going in for me lately you describe that playing with good players what's it been like playing on the top line with a guy like a jared thomas who's such a playmaker and and spencer watson who can really wire it yeah i know it's nice playing with good players i mean uh, you always got to be ready when you're around that. I mean, uh, they can they kind of get you the puck from anywhere, and uh, I mean it's nice. Uh, they got a they got a lot of creativity in the O zone, and uh, I mean it's nice nice to play with them, and uh, you know kind of play the that side of the game. Is your role on that line really to to win pucks and then try to control things in the net front? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I, I create space for those guys. I'll get in on the four check and uh, maybe get uh, their other team to throw some pucks away and create some chances for them. But uh, I think we've been playing well together, uh, trying to create some chemistry. Uh, you know, uh, Swati, I mean, you, you know how many goals he can score. So it's nice that he can put the puck in the net. And JT, Thomas, he can uh, he can make some plays out there as well and score lots too. So, uh, yeah, we're just trying to keep it rolling. Describe how you ended up coming to the Blackhawks Ice, Ice Hogs organization. I know you signed right after your WHL season ended early in in 2020, right in the middle of the, of the early stages of COVID. But um, what was it that brought you to this organization, and what have you enjoyed playing in the organization so far? Yeah, I mean, obviously after COVID hit in uh, 2020 there, we weren't really sure what was going to happen, and uh, Rockford offered me a contract. uh Kind of in the middle of summer there, and I, I mean, I didn't really know what what the next was gonna kind of bring out, but uh, no, I mean, I've I've loved being in this organization now. This is my second year, and that was uh, one one thing that I knew that was good when I signed my second contract here. That I knew that the uh, Indie Fuel is a great spot to be, and I knew uh, up in Rockford was a good spot too. Uh, uh, the staff and for both teams is great. I knew that the guys guys on both teams were really good too. What's your favorite thing about being here in Indy? Ooh, favorite thing about Indy is definitely uh, living at the fuel tank with all the guys. And I mean, 
everyone's very close to each other. I, I can, uh, get out with all the guys pretty well here and, uh, every, everybody, it's a real, it's a really close group here and, uh, we have some fun. You mentioned earlier how you, you like playing in front of crowds, home or away, but how much energy do you derive from the energy in the building, especially a night like a, a Friday or Saturday night when the rink's full and, the, and things are kind of rocking in the stands? Yeah, it definitely uh, fuels me a lot, I think. I mean, uh, when you crowd behind you, whether it's uh, away or home, I mean, I think uh, – Usually both. I have people yelling at me, but, uh, no, it's, it's, uh, we've had some really good crowds here in Indy this year and it's, uh, I, I find it a lot more fun playing when, uh, the crowd's into it and it's a, it's a good atmosphere and it gets me pumped up. What's well, been the biggest transition from year one as a pro to year two and then kind of piggybacking on that going from the successful junior career you had in the WHL, uh, to the pro ranks? I think just uh, trying to overall even out my uh, game. I think I'm uh, when I kind of when I'm playing down here in the East Coast, I get to play a little bit more and kind of try uh, try improve in my uh, offensive game a little more. And uh, you know, always working on my skills and uh, yeah. And you were a 19 goal scorer, and probably had the season not been cut short, would have been a 20 goal scorer your last year of junior. So that offensive game is something that you've had. Is it just a matter of now we're starting to see that come through again here in in the pro ranks? Here is your you've got nine goals here in in 17 points, and a lot of those here coming in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, I think. Uh... I think I've always kind of had that uh, scoring touch a little bit uh, growing up, but I mean, uh, I've always I've always played a hard forechecking and physical game, and um, I mean, I know I can kind of play in both the game. I think I can play throughout the lineup and either play a shut down role or uh, play on a line where uh, I need to create some chances too. So, uh, what are your goals here for the rest of the year? Uh, you know, I I just want to keep getting better. Uh, hopefully get in some more games up in Rockford this year. And, uh, no, I mean, obviously we're trying to make a playoff push here. It's a really tight division. And, uh, I mean, our, our group's confident that we uh, win some games here and uh, get in a playoff spot. So right now we're just looking to push towards playoffs. That's Riley McKay on this week's Under the Hood podcast, an interview we did a couple of weeks back. Again, the Indy Fuel home this week for three games. Thursday morning at 10.30, field trip day as the Fuel take on the Kalamazoo Wings. Then Friday night, hockey for Indy night as the Fuel entertain the Reading Royals. Saturday night is racing night as the Wichita Thunder make their only appearance of the year. Then the Fuel next week will go on a three-game road trip. March 4th and 5th, Friday and Saturday, they'll be in Trois-Rivières, Quebec. And then the following Friday, they'll conclude the three-game road trip in Kalamazoo before playing six straight at home beginning on Saturday, March 12th. So a lot of hockey coming up for the Fuel here in the latter, especially quarter of the season. We hope to see you at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum for all of the Fuel's remaining home games You can get your tickets at all Ticketmaster outlets, the Indiana Farmers Coliseum box office, and of course, all the ticket information you need is at IndyFuelHockey.com. And also, 
If you can't make it to the rink for a game, we'll have all the call for you on Flow Hockey, all games home and away, and we'll have the call for you on the home games as well on our audio stream at Mixler.com slash IndieFuel. Looking forward to seeing you at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum with a number of home games coming up. Thanks for joining us on this edition of Under the Hood. I am Andrew Smith. We'll see you at the rink. Thanks for going under the hood with the Indy Fuel. For more, keep visiting IndyFuelHockey.com.